Last time on Geek Force, the squad talked about it's a you, it's a me, it's a Mario. They got it. They gave it a raving review. You should go check it out. And they wrap things up by talking about it's Morphin Time, Netflix's very own Power Rangers once and always. We see happening today now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Amy, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Fantastic. It's going quite great. The weather. It's doing stuff. How was everyone's May the 4th, Revenge of the 5th? Days. I want to call this week Star Wars week because it was the it was single to mile Star Wars um, around Houston. <laughs> it was just so many nerds and so many uh, margaritas and taco deals. It was it was the best week I've ever seen. Margaritas um, and taco deals over there. Yeah, like they literally had like single to mile uh, stormtrooper like things in downtown, and that was amazing. Interesting. <laughs> hey, whatever uh, works. It, it, yeah, watched a lot. Of, rewatched a lot of the movies because it was on TV. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Well, we have so much to talk about Star Wars, so let's get into it. Um, yeah. I want to say, yeah, like we talked about the Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't actually talked about this, the, the ending of. Mandalorian. It was a wild ride this season. As as you know, there's like a main story, but then they still do their episodic uh, quest episodes. I like to call their side quest episodes. Um, we the last episode to me mm-hmm. action filled. It ended on a really cool note, open to interpretation, which is opening up to I like to say Star Wars is having its own MCU TV universe under Dave Filoni and John Favreau. True. Um, so knowing that, how are you guys feeling how Mandalorian is leading that? Like it's like Mandalorian's becoming the Iron Man staple in the Star Wars thing that they're trying to do, building as far as the TV movie crossover. So as far as this season, because it kind of really put a lot of Easter eggs and uh future notes towards uh future shows like Ahsoka and um well not the Acolyte, but it's it it has like stuff in it i guess i haven't mm-hmm. seen too much of that but what are you guys how are you guys feeling so far I mean, it's they have a lot that they're looking to do um and i think there's a lot of things that were on the chopping block i think uh my our good buddy boba fett uh wanted to let people know hey uh they were they did a whole mandalorian during my show and that I wasn't invited on to do anything for their show. So uh, it seems that they kind of know where they're going with this. I do think that they're building this kind of the Empire is always there storyline around like, hey, Palpatine may be gone, but the Empire is going to still be here and thriving. So we're going to get a lot of a lot more political intrigue. I think they really kind of gave us that this season of Mandalorian, like the one episode about the... Um, the the empire agents being rehabilitated was a whole episode around like actually maybe not all of them are rehabilitated maybe there's like a mole who's working her way through the system and that can have greater implications for the future we may just be getting uh part two a galactic senate overthrow or something like that where it's like cool people still haven't learned their lesson 
I mean, and things are still going with it, it, And that's that's definitely what episode seven was. One thing that annoyed us was it was like, ah, here's the first order, and they're the bad guys. Uh, like, but are they? If they're keeping that in the timeline, I guess that's where this is all going towards anyway. Mm-hmm. So they like are trying to make it feel not as bad with with Mandalorian. I don't know. Hey, I mean, aren't you? What do you guys think about how, like? See, I had to learn all this from Travis because he he's a super nerd into this. So learning about, because I didn't read the books. He actually kind of gave me a Sparks Notes edition of that. So knowing how, sure. like, <laughs> here's spoilers of Thrawn is basically the big bad here, pulling the strings, but using through all the little First Order people, knowing that we're going to eventually get to there, don't know when he's going to pop up. Um, how are you guys, do you feel like it's going to be more of... Not, it's not going to be like the books, but knowing that we have Filoni using characters that he's building in this universe, even though we know the timeline. How are you guys, like, are you feeling like this is feeling a little too Marvel, or is this going in a positive direction and opening up for more original stories with different characters, knowing that we still have a whole other world out there, different villains to face, but still having, like, you know, Jedis and stuff? Huh? Is it too Marvel? Is the question. No. Yeah, it's definitely too Marvel. <laughs> okay. uh, I had a feeling you'd say that. I mean, but but if if it's the right kind of Marvel, then we're in for a run, run, fun ride. If it's the wrong kind of Marvel, then we're just gonna be doing this like up and down. I don't know, kind of thing. Um, and uh, Andor was really a show that like th- this is not. Andor was a good reminder, and Mandalorian is a good example. They all Star Wars is best on TV. That's the mm-hmm. best part about mm-hmm. all of this. Um, I can, I can at this point, with all the Star Wars things that exist, uh, not counting the books because I haven't really read those, but some of the better things that have existed on Star Wars are the uh, are TV shows, mm-hmm. and so getting more of those honestly is probably not a bad thing. Uh, if that's what, if you like Star Wars, then we're gonna have a great time. I think they're gonna do a good time by Thrawn. I hope uh, mm-hmm. they have a legacy to hold up with Ahsoka, because mm-hmm. um, Rebels was pretty good. I think uh, more example of Star Wars being good on TV with those, and so Ahsoka coming out of that and doing more TV and getting Bo-Katan a lot more in this most recent Mandalorian season, and she's a byproduct of Clone Wars, which is really fun to watch. Um, I don't I don't I don't think anyone would say Bogotan was the worst part of Mandalorian season four. I think she she was cool for most of it. Um if there's a bad part mm-hmm. of season four, it's just like kind of some of the storytelling was a little weird. Um I didn't really need Jack Black and Lizzo, <laughs> but I got Jack Black and Lizzo. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that episode was just kind of there. But that al- there's always a Mandalorian episode or two that's just kind of there and you we also got Doc Brown. We got Doc Brown. That yeah, that episode. That was, I was like, the famous person is the one who did it. Using law and order knowledge. That's <laughs> people. People love that nonsense, and so it fits in this TV show better than it fits in some of those movies. Because then you just got to get a self-contained silly episode and all of the lore and all the stuff. So um, I'm pretty fine with it. The season was fun. Uh, was it the best season of Mandalorian? I don't know even how to quantify that sentence. They're all about the same, honestly. Like mm, they all yeah. do some fun stuff. They all do some lame stuff. Like uh, 
that finale was really spectacle and that was pretty cool. It was was maybe slightly uh, season two spectacle was also pretty cool. So like, I don't mm-hmm. know. They they've done some good spectacle. There's some watching all the Mandalorians fly around, even though they break the rules with the dark saber like three times in that fight. Oh yes. like, man, it was fun. Yeah, um, we, we had to talk about that too. Are, we have to talk about that because I was like, oh, yeah, but before we get to that, I do want to say I think that Thrawn is going to introduce I think a level of storytelling that I think is going to be to the betterment of the show. Because Thrawn, as yeah. a character, it has to be political intrigue. It has to be twists and turns. It has to be something that makes sense because he's a very logical individual. And you can't have these. He's got to give a hype model. Exactly. And so I think with Thrawn as a villain, you kind of get this. You get a villain that doesn't need to access the force or Darksaber. It's like someone who's like, I'm going to use the power, like Lex Luthor. I'm going to be able to move people into position (laughs) to better support me and put you in a position to where if you do attack me, you affect your political standing and could then detriment your cause. So I think we're going to get a season if he's going to be like the lead villain, we're going to get this kind of like Game of Thrones-esque, how do we politically outmaneuver Thrawn in a way that puts us in a better spot, but doesn't outright have to be a dogfight where we have to start shooting and blasting people, which then puts Mando at a whole disadvantage of, well, I want to shoot people. And it's like, no, you can't. We got to think about this. We got to really plan it out. So that could allow us to bring in other characters who could find some way of making it work. So I do look forward to seeing that challenge John Farrell's writing, and it might result in a complete, you know, shit, maybe a, a, a 180 in the current trajectory of the show. And we might get a lot more better dialogue, better storytelling, uh, and maybe not a lot of flashiness, but a lot of substance. I, people keep telling me Kathleen Kennedy is leaving, and if she's what, what some of this weird stuff is, I need to see it finally happen. Left. But that's that's what they keep saying. I doubt it. Yeah, even you shaking your head too. I don't think she is either. So like, hey, well, so there will always if that suits to blame for a lot of some of this stuff when it happens, as people like to say it is. Um, but I don't at this point. I'm like they just it's just Disney in general. Mm-hmm. Disney's always going to have somebody there probably to make sure it, it does a little bit of their silly goals and it's only a rumor some, right now from the direct yeah, it's only yeah. a rumor that she'll be out by the end of 2023 there's no confirmation Disney are running it's, just, rampant. it's just some people in the background i'm imagining what was that quote <laughs> uh news of my death will greatly exaggerate <laughs> i just yeah. imagine her popping up on the first of 2024 news of my firing will greatly dramatize i'm We're still here <laughs> But yeah, oh my gosh. It was pretty, I will say, I, I look forward to it. But let's get on to this dark saber, how they tried, how they really finagled a lot of the rules this season to, to, to really <laughs> start. I, I don't have a lot to say, except they just don't know how to be consistent. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> maybe start with what was. the rules are and how did they break them? <laughs> um, um, the dark saber is supposed to be a lightsaber if i remember correctly i the whole point of season two was that the best guy in his suit allowed him to like block it and he couldn't get cut mm-hmm. with the best guy right i'm pretty sure i watched Volkatan stab a stormtrooper 
through the Beskar with the Darksaber. True. Uh, that's the breaking of rules that I at least saw. I think it happened twice, but I can remember a time in the jetpacks where I'm pretty sure it happened at least once. So that shouldn't have been possible. And, you know, but you know, they, they were they were doing a cool thing. They were flying around. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it stabbed through the side of the plate. I don't know. Maybe it didn't stab through the plate. It went, what's the part of the armor where like the arrow can go through and you still get hurt uh, uh, in yeah. between the plates? You mean plot armor? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> um, what, what's wild to me is that's why there, there's that one scene with Mando and Bogotan about how, you know, bringing them together and how she was very unsure and how Mando was like, you know, you guys were into uh, trinkets and everything, and I'm just into virtue. That was the that was the foreshadowing. I was like, why is he saying this? And it's like they really wanted to make that point stick in the end where they're fighting, and it's just like he breaks the dark side. I was like, first of all, it, her hand didn't shatter when he did that. That first of all, that was my first concern. Then second, I was like. So we didn't need it out all along. It's all about the friendship along the way. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is like years in the making though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I anime know rules in the making. It I mean he threw it out there where I was like, "Wait, okay." Um but I will say in that epic fight, I was very proud to see Grogu stepping up, like of course we are proud of like seeing Grogu's growth. I feel like this was this season to me was a great season for him. He's starting to kind of talk more. He has a little bit more uh, courage and being more protective and being more involved. And him literally leading a whole little squad after him, and he's just bouncing around, uh, which is the greatest defense ever in in a video game. I can definitely say that. So yes, he was doing it right. But the fact in the end, he had to just use the force to totally save them. I was like, oh my gosh, he's come so far and this is just the beginning. Um, I I mean, out of everything in Mandalorian, I'm always, I know Grogu is like the cash cow, but I mean, he's, you can't like not forget about him. I'm very curious to see his future and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Like when is he going to pop up and everything, knowing that now he's going to learn the ways of the Mandalorian and walks away, but knowing that hey, bounty hunter out there, hey, the teeniest, he can do it, and he has force powers. So I'm always just like, oh my gosh, uh, like this can go anywhere, but it's 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 gonna be limited because you know Disney owns the property, which sucks. But I'm just like, if you have a cool character, the possibilities of like him getting older and, and the adventures he's gonna go on and who he can be running into in the future as we're getting closer and closer into uh, the newer Star Wars content with bringing back Rey and stuff. Like, mm. is he going to be involved? Is he going to be part of a uh, be. Jedi Academy? Like, is he like, is Maybe. he going to be meeting out with Ahsoka? Like, there's so many possibilities. And I'm like, that's the part I'm exciting for as far as this MCU thing. That's the only thing I'm like... What's Grogu gonna do? What What's I'm excited he gonna get for into? Is, gonna see him again. You that's know? cool. What I'm so. excited for is what what other stormtrooper variant are we gonna get 
they keep using variants of stormtroopers. I was really hyped to see the to see the Mandalorian stormtrooper design. I'm like, this right. makes sense. Why weren't too. you doing this in the first place? They have really cool armor and jetpacks. Yes. Y'all should have the same armor, if not better than that. Uh, and also, I will say, um, Char, like, come on now, Giancarlo Esposito in his Darth Mando outfit. I was like, damn, that was a badass. That suit. looks good. I'm not gonna lie, like that's, that's, that's why a, he's that's, such a good character. That's a, like that's a bomb ass suit on you, John Carlo. You killing it right now, Smoffy idiot. I can't even play. I can't he even was play. Just walking. I was right. thinking. I'm like, I'm like, how is he gonna fight him? He lost the verse. I'm like, oh, he's gonna have a full Beskar outfit. Which again, I get it's a lightweight metal in this fictional universe. There are still rules that I didn't understand about this fight either. It's like you both have Beskar armor, but it's like sometimes it doesn't work like for instance mando could get shot and he'd be like ow but then at if in the last fight he's like the full battering ram running in front just taking all the hits and i'm like you you, you were hurt in the last movie getting shot like that now you just i heard just just straight up like leroy jenkins he in it re- around he quarters that day <laughs> leroy well, he jenkins <laughs> <Just> <laughs> leroy that hallway that was a cool scene but i was just like what Did he have here? a power up and we saw off screen? Like, Homeboy, Homeboy ate a Mario star. He was just, damn, Mando. And I, I like loved things it. like that because I loved it. Because it great. Then, as you know, this season, he stepped to the side. He wasn't the main character. So I, it was like those scenes. It's like, don't forget who, who the hell he is. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's that guy. And I, I appreciate that because yeah. it it's been a while since he's fought like that, since like season one. True. And then we also, I think, we also love the, uh, this season gave us, I think, a really important, I think, marker of sacrifice. I think the Mandalorians as a whole, whenever they come together, it tends to be like, yo, the clean house. You know, when they get together, they get shit done. I love how they were like, great, they did not plan this that thoroughly and they ran into an ambush and as a result we lost one of my favorite uh characters which was i think brendan hulks with that huge gatling gun he was like i got this y'all just y'all just peace out i'm gonna I'm stay behind and he took out everybody now again the question became they all have Beskar armor and he's shooting them with the, with this full Gatling gun and it didn't seem to work for the regular guns, but I guess it's a high powered one. I don't know. Rules are definitely kind of in the way. And then he started punching them and that was working too. I don't know. Either way, there, there was there a flex in the rules, but it still made for a great death to watch this hulking Mandalorian just say, you know what? I don't have any more ammo. What I do got is these hands. Just, I know. And he just tackles that guy and he's like, we're both going down. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, that's 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 one way to just clear the battlefield. Go ahead, Brendan Hulks. Do your thing, my this dude. This is the way. This, this is, is the way. way. <laughs> yeah. It's moments like that where I was like, um, this season I think did a good like it it felt more cinematic because they are building like I feel like this season was literally leading toward building up to to the more other shows. Mm-hmm. Um and seeing how the Mandalorians were together, because it's like this is the first time at least for me, seeing like a bunch of different factions who naturally supposed to hate each other actually come together for our cause. And then you're just seeing them fight together. Like I've never seen that before. And that's pretty cool. And it's on a TV show. Um, I think the action was pretty well done for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's another thing of like, will we see them later on? I mean, in this whole other cin- cinematic universe, I know I have very high hopes. My biggest dream is seeing 
whoever the big big bad is in this universe i definitely want to see mandalorians and jedis unite together to fight that is my dream I know that might mm. not happen, but if it does happen, I called it. That's all I want to see. About to happen this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, this that's year, a, really? Yeah, you buy get Sabine and uh, Ahsoka. Yeah. To, well, I'm ready because that is always like something I've always wanted to see in on in front of me on screen. It's just man, Mandalorian is doing their thing, but then you see Jedi doing their. Th- oh my gosh, I'm, I'm already excited thinking about it. But I'm excited. Yeah, that's what I, I'm looking for. I to, think we got that um, when. Um, was it last season when he went to that place with Ahsoka? Didn't like, wasn't she fighting in, in a similar like vicinity of? But yeah, they a were a bunch of Jedi, a bunch of Jedi. Gotcha, gotcha. Like a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. A bunch. It's like we'll Lord get, of the Rings. I do think, think of Lord of the Rings battle scene, but you have some <laughs> elves and men. You have Jedi. what you're describing <laughs> is Clone Wars, the second movie, where they were in that arena. No, but and live was, action in our face. That was Clone Wars. They were fighting, and there were Jedi's and bounty hunters shooting it, and they were like fighting each other. In twenty twenty four, gotcha. High def four K. It's different. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's different. I get what you're saying. We're gonna get there. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get there. Okay. (laughs) Also, and and it's never ever answered, and I do want to know where are these like inquisitors always coming from. It's like they always call them the Red Inquisitors. I'm like, where are no, y'all No, thank been? you for bringing that up. Like, y'all are, like, Force-sensitive, yeah. and, like, you're still on call? Like, how are you hiding still to this day? Like, and it's, like, three of them. I'm like, where was... Well, like, the... I guess, like, they're they're not, like, the the sisters from like the Jedi Survivors. But like the yeah. But, like, the Red, like, Force-sensitive Inquisitors that they call Commando, it's like, we'll send you just three. And I'm like, well, how many do y'all that have on reserve? Like, y'all just, like, are you just... Protect on... Imp- yeah. Like I thought that was just like the the emperor's imperial guard, but it's like there's got yeah. so, there's got to be someone else that they're protecting if they're force sensitive and they're out there doing that still. Who are they protecting? The clones? Do you think they were pl- protecting the clones or? Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> I don't but know. I mean, I also can see them being utilized as like a throwback. Like, hey, do you remember those red uh, sen- those, those red force sensitive ones from that Jedi film? They're still on payroll. <laughs> And here they are fighting. Just in a pod <laughs> somewhere. And here they are fighting. And just pop up. We're going to have them be completely in- ill-equipped to defeat a two-foot-tall uh, <laughs> little Grogu. Despite <laughs> the fact that they, they themselves expecting. are also Force-sensitive. They're just like, we can't get this kid. He's just, he's on the he's on the lights. We just can't get to him. It was, like, it was a 90s. It was a, it was, they it was a were, reference to a 90s chase scene. These are trained <laughs> warriors who were reduced to the equivalent of like taking a broomstick and trying to poke at a bug. Like, get down. Get down, you. Come here. Come fight me. You know how yeah, hard I'm that curious. is, though? <laughs> Sometimes. I, I, I am curious how they're going to use these guys. Because you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't realize until this moment that those that's who they were. They're like Snoke's yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and I, d- I didn't put that two and two together. And it makes sense because it's from this time period. And I guess they're trying to say Snoke is already maybe out there. Uh, but maybe not. And Snoke just takes us over. Maybe these are Thrawn's people. And Thrawn's been training these people. Because that would make too. sense. We saw and it, we don't know how long. That's something we got to learn in Ahsoka is, is mm-hmm. Thrawn back? If he is, how long has he been mm-hmm. around? Mm-hmm. Like. How did he get separated from what happened at the end of Rebels? And mm-hmm. so, because if he's back and he's been training people, that would make sense. That man was a was a fighter when he wanted to be, and 
and uh he i can see him being a teacher and then just having this cool Ooh. crew that he's just like all right you're gonna go here and fuck this shit up and then i have these people on this side so that'll be cool that's fun. Hell yeah and then last thing cat i do want us to bring up um another fun um marketing moment for disney toys is damn grogu and that little iron man suit that they built for him that served only one purpose, which is him to just fuck shit up and say, no, 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 no. This little robot body. And I'm like, what is the point of this? Y'all just didn't want to have to keep animating him walking on the ground. It's like, we're just putting a robot and we can like make it a green suit part so we can just walk with them. Cause this little animatronic feet thing that we have to keep trying to speed just doing this on the ground. It doesn't look real enough as he just keeps doing this with his feet whenever we have to show him moving. Because, I mean, him jumping didn't look great oh, it a didn't. lot in this season. He was just being thrown in the air and recorded. They're like, yeah. record. <laughs> check him out. Yeah. Check him out. <laughs> right. Make him spin this time. It did not look very good. Oh, but it's very like, great. Like They're like, we need to make this last fight not an, a hassle to do. Let's put him in a robot body and put that body on a, on a man in a green suit and let's just animate that because we got to make it easier for us, gang. This is too much. Yep. Uh, and even at the ending, I feel like yeah, they just don't know how to do his feet right. His feet always like he's like walking like an inch off the ground. It's just as that little like little kicking and like he's like moving <laughs> forward. Uh, but I did like how they're giving us this kind of interesting like, oh, a job well done ending or that the man of, like, has a little house by a little... <laughs> by a little creek and then great well i'm putting my boots up and me and my son are gonna be in the galaxy bounty hunting all right son go play with that frog i'm gonna sit here and watch you what's really interesting about that is i'm sure you guys read about that how before this season this season was supposed to be before uh, a show that got that got Axe was was the Rangers of the Galaxy, and it's going to be a show about the Rangers. And do you remember that uh, girl, that lady that got axed because she was a Trump supporter? Yeah, like Kara. Mm-hmm. She was going to be like yeah. the main character because she was going to be a marshal, basically doing she what Lando was going to be doing. Whole bag. She dropped now the you entire see, bag because of what she was doing. Because she got cut. Because there was no support of that show. That show got deleted and so that's why like they mentioned her in the season that's why they were setting up to be like oh we might have more time with these guys and that's not going to happen so the way they shot the ending was like yes he's going to be a contractor still working for the new republic but it's going to be on his terms because he just wants to chill with his son and i think that's great because it's open to interpretation of them going on more bounty adventures but Mm. I was like, when I read that, I was like, damn, that could have been a cool show, but damn, lady, you <laughs> dropped the ball on that. And that's why we got that ending. Hey. Wild. We got that ending and we got Taika back doing his thing. Yep, yep. Um, I thought we were going to see her again soon, but because someone, I felt like I heard that. back? She was actually coming back. Oh, Disney forgave her. Amy's like, no. Uh, but <laughs> maybe not. She was <laughs> featured. They, there was some right wing conservative, like superhero based movie, I think. I can't remember. I didn't actually read on it, but I heard about it in passing. But like, it didn't do very well, obviously, for reasons. She was in it? Yeah, she was in some movies. She's that in a was lot of like, stuff. That was very right wing. In that respect. But, it sounds uh, like a Homelander. Per- no, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> 
I mean, it sounded like something. Right wing actress tend to just start doing right wing movies, like um, Homeboy who played Hercules. Um, uh, 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 Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo only does those Christian right wing movies now. That is his main source of income. Is him being in a movie talking down to some liberal art student who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like that's that's his whole his whole bank is just being in those films. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what he does now, unfortunately. So, uh, moving on from that guy. Segue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other Star Wars thing that just came Ooh. out this past week-ish uh, was the great uh, next chapter in the Jedi Survivor video game Cow. franchise. Uh, the Star Wars Jedi franchise. Um, <laughs> that game has come out. I have at least finished the story. Marlon, do you, you feel like you're two thirds? I'm about two thirds. I am at the part where I have to save BB from being uh, the thing in the swamps. Got it. Oh God. Um, <laughs> hey, it, it was okay. ambiguous. You uh, know what I'm talking about. So it's, yeah, I'll, it's, yeah, I know exactly where Perfect. you are. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's uh, we were going to talk about that. I don't want to say a whole lot because I think, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, I was frustrated because uh, and I have deleted <sighs> my news app. Uh, but <gasps> literally split? Thursday morning, nine a.m. Thursday morning, I w- or I mean at nine a.m. More like I don't know what I ate, wake up eight thirty, eight o'clock, somewhere in there. I wake up, I press the news app. The game wasn't even out yet. And I saw a big spoiler. Oh. And I was really upset. Oh, uh, and I was for a long time. For a long time, I was in denial. And then eventually, I, I started getting closer to the point in the game where it was about to happen. And I was like, "Dang it, uh, this is about to happen." And so, um, so yeah, it's sad. The biggest part of the game didn't get spoiled for me. Um, okay. So that's good. Mm. But one of the things got a little spoiled, and I was upset. But was it a good time is the great point of things. Saying, uh, uh, that was a grand way of saying news articles. Can you stop putting spoilers <laughs> in your titles of your articles? Yeah. That's lame. Um, that is just lame. I don't need you. I, I, you know, I didn't look at it long oh. enough to remember. To <laughs> that's really weird. Like, I, I feel like they've been better at that. No, they I feel like they have been better at it. The Google News has been banned from my phone. Like They've been putting spoilers. It's just been out for yeah, There's several articles <laughs> yep. that we'll put in the headline. So and so does so and so, and you're like, well, I don't know why they do that's that. All um, they put the picture. Yeah, but Jedi Survivor came out a couple of weeks ago. It was before. Uh, it was before Star Wars mm-hmm. Day. Um, mm-hmm. Was this the second weekend it's been out? Uh, so about a week, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, April twenty eighth was the release mm-hmm. date. Is it any good? Is it a good time? I've I had a great time with it. Um, I know it came. The biggest thing, the, the biggest mm. elephant in the room on that one is it came out with some real bad Ooh. performance issues on Ooh. PC, Ooh. and so yes. uh, on PS5, I still had I don't know more problems than I yeah. should have Ooh. theoretically. Um, I had a game crash. <gasps> I had a game save corruption. Ooh. I had <gasps> um, multiple animation oh. issues. <laughs> Uh, like that were like really weird. Like, some of them aren't weren't so bad, but a couple of them were. What you sent me was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, what I sent Marlon was hilarious. I was taking some clips of some. I sent y'all one where um, I am. Uh, what you call it? I, I had one that I sent him where the I was fighting an enemy. And the enemy just disappeared. 
I, I went off camera and came back. It'll be gone. Where did it go? We'll never know. But I got the experience <laughs> for it, so I guess it died. It got um, killed by him turning the camera the other direction, and then it was gone <laughs> the moment he turned it, it back. It was just gone. The force. Um, the force. And then the one I was sending y'all was uh, one where um, the, anima- the finishing animation for me killing an enemy, I, I was saving it because it involves a, sto- a story spoiler, but I know you're at past a point mm-hmm. now, Marlon, where uh, so I can should I can send you this one but um i i'm finishing the animation of uh killing an enemy and the entire animation all of us figures of models we teleport up into the air finish the animation and then we fall down to the ground when the thing is done and it's the wildest thing (laughs) the wildest thing it happened to me multiple times i just didn't record it uh, every time it happened but this one was a really funny time that it happened uh the game despite that the game itself i'm having a good time marlon yeah it is a good time uh the lightsaber oh. combat is real fun as always. So uh, I've been doing a so lot of dual wielding. Um, mm-hmm. There is, but there's also some cool extra yeah, ones that yeah. you get to do this time. Uh, one of them being kind of a surprise to how fun it is. Maybe you've seen that one, Kat, since you said you. Have you seen all the stances? Most of them. I think I've seen at least, what, like three? Okay, so maybe some people have been keeping the other one spoiler-free from you, but there's some fun ones in there. Uh, the characters are back and being really cool Jedis. Um, the story is very High, Re- high Republic focused, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, I, I am like slightly i'm afraid of this time period a little bit because i'm like i don't want it to be forced into too many things but it i just wanted i need to experience more stories with it and i think this was a good choice this time um especially with this game being like in the same darth vader time period the empire time period where like all this other stuff is happening the rebels has this whole show there but like we're doing another insert these jedi that were also fighting the empire like how did the empire how did they not just die to the Empire? Why weren't they in Episode Four? Why, if you're going to use them again, are they still around? Um, and uh, actually, that will be interesting to see because it feels like they're probably going to have a third game in this franchise. Um, I hope they address some performance issues on launch. If they do, um, I think it deserves it probably because it was. It's been fun. I think there's some problems towards the end of the story, Ooh. but once I've finished all of once I finished the whole story, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. There was points in the ending that I was kind of like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> why, why are you making this decision? Uh, but by the end of, by the end of it all, I liked it. So there's that. Uh, I think I'd give it a seven and a half, eight somewhere. That's in there. very fair. Maybe a little higher. No, I, think it's very fair. I think like all in all for, I mean, to, to, I think it definitely is a knock to address the graphic issues. I know for me, uh, I started it out with like the HDR on and the HDR settings to make it look nice. But as I was playing the game, I began to realize I was having a lot of issues with the game because of HDR. Like it was like at some point, like it was making like my T, like it would turn off and make my TV turn like because my, my TV has like HDR kind of recognition so it can like match up. And it kept like stalling out on the game and then my TV would turn off and turn it back on because like, oh, HDR is being like detected. So it kept like pinging on and off, on and off, on and off. And also the issue became of like, 
things like wouldn't load graphically well. Like I'd, I'd exit a building and then like everything would start kind of like slowly coming into frame. Grass would sprout back up again. Mountains would come back. And I just ended up turning off HDR and just say, you know, what? I'll just do performance mode because this game can't handle graphics mode at all. So like, I have it like locked mm-hmm. at like a certain amount of frames because I just couldn't handle it. Um, and I think for me, like, I think I had a, a definite, uh, a glitch very similar to your room where I think I was like, I was doing like a forced dash and I dashed at what was supposed to be a wall where I could grab onto and I dashed into the mountain and I fell down. And it happened four or five times. And I had to like just stop wow. the game, turn it off and turn it back on because it just wouldn't let me like grab this. It just kept dropping me into the earth. And mm. I think a lot of folks are like all like commenting on the fact that this had a huge amount of graphic issues on launch, despite the day of launch. And I, I think Ray, you, you also did as well. Day of launch was like a, a huge patch that came out when it launched. Still, so like, hey, uh, you gotta download this before you play it. It's this is wow. day one patch, which yeah. is becoming all too common. Day one patches are mm-hmm. becoming all too common for these games uh, that are being dropped. I mean, they, they it probably should be. Um, they're probably. I'm going to defend day one patches honestly because they they help with something. If they found bugs as they were doing stuff after they had to push it to PlayStation, I just meant they were still working on stuff. So sure. I'm going to appreciate some it's of it, size, but it, is, it had it had too much stuff. It had too much, especially stuff. when That's you're coming off of a season where like God of War. Ragnarok dropped, like, and I feel like people mm-hmm. are looking at that, yeah, like, really gra- like looking at that graphic wise, and then looking at this game graphic wise. There's a huge drop off. Like, you would think and, that these games came out maybe years differently if you looked at them side by side graphically. Like, oh, this game is older than this game, but no, one of them came out later, and it's like, how does right. this later game not look as good as the game that came out a year before? It's it's just, I and I think it comes down to the fact that the people working on this game aren't given the amount of time that they need to make it great. And I, uh, and I think we've been seeing it and saying it for a while that like devs should get more time. And I'm even wondering if there are even going to be some sort of strike to get that because they continually are saying, Hey, we could do better, but we have our hands tied behind our backs. We're blindfolded. We got one foot. And we're told to make things work in a month time and we can only do so much. So I'm, and I think everyone's hoping, listen, if we can get to a point where devs can feel safe enough to strike collectively as an industry, mm-hmm. we might see improvement in what quality could look like. But currently right now, we're not going to get that. And we're going to get games like this that I have like tremendous hype, like tremendous hype. And then when they launch, if you got it on PC, it's a brick sometimes. If you get it on PS5, it looked like a PS4 game. It's just that there's just mm-hmm. a lot of things going on that are outside of the devs control because they're just being told, listen, you got to do this now and it needs to be done by this time. And they're doing, they're doing so much. And also, you know, to move away from, you know, griping on the graphics, I will give a shout out to the entire cast and crew for coming back and delivering great performances. Like Deborah Wilson, still my favorite hands down. Her delivery mm-hmm. is so good. I love this new guy, Bode. I wasn't sure about Bode, but I'm like, you know what? I kind of like Bode coming in. He's like really funny. He's like a bruiser type of guy. I like Bode. I really love 
uh, Cameron as Cal Tested. I think he sees the delivers a great performance. I'm hoping they can tie him into the greater series at some point. Uh, I love Tina, who plays Who's that uh, Cal Tested is played by Cameron. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just I didn't hear the name you oh, said. Sure, there. Sure. My bad. Yeah, Cameron Monaghan. Uh, also, Tina, who plays uh, the Night Sister Marin. Tina, I think, like, Ivalev is really great. Her accent is, like, kind of all over the She's place. Really and a crowd favorite that is a sleeper, uh, our very own Invader Zim, Richard Stephen Horowitz as Turtle. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, is that Invader Zim? What is this man? Is in everything? <laughs> he is in everything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going with Richard, but Richard's getting in his bag. He's been in a bunch of shows as of late. It's just like, and it's always the same voice. And I'm like, I can't not hear Invader Zim. And whenever I hear your voice, just, hey, Cal, what's going on? <laughs> you got a Star Wars character. I'm right? Down. So, yeah, I think all in all, uh, there's a lot of things yeah. that make this game great. It has the hype behind it. And I do want to see the gameplay, I think, saved the overall graphic performance for me because it's so cool. I like how the fighting Mm -hmm. is measured out. I like how you're rewarded for pushing yourself, doing combos. I like that there's like a give and take with the game as you're giving more yourself over to like, like the style kind of flow of like you can like change stances mid strike and like have like a combo going. I like all that and more. And I'm always a huge fan of the customization, which I feel like I spend more than half of my time in this game trying to like find a treasure chest to find a new hilt piece or a new uh, uh, alloy armor color. So I can go back to whatever starting point and like swap out the colors. And I have this like very like Imperial kind of like, all best car kind of like aloe shaped one and i gotta have my purple lightsaber because of course so yes they do things right that way definitely and i'm just hoping (laughs) that at some point you know they can tighten up a bit you know and really support their devs to put out good quality they'll still do numbers but i do think that this is gonna uh be a shadow over them when it comes time for award season so we'll see uh if anyone Mm. else can come out and do a lot better and that's that's 16. fine. I think I think when it comes to award season, this game, like, if, I I don't know what depends on what they what some studios want to what they do. Mm. If they fix a lot of this before award season, then maybe uh, then it comes down to do you grade it on what mm. it was at launch, or do you grade it on what it became later? Mm. But yes, what production company released this game? Same one, uh, Respawn Entertainment. Yep. Okay. Same same one as the first one. Same game director. Ooh, okay. um, a lot of the same names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucasfilm, uh, Respawn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Interesting. Fun so game. Like, compared I, to the first game, like, would you keep it as far as like the playability and everything? Is it better? Like, is it an improvement or is it relatively the same? Ooh. Uh, more the same. Yeah, I think it. I, I. It's hard to call it much of an improvement, if I'm being honest. But the my biggest problem I had with the first game was that it, I wanted more of it, mm-hmm. and that's what I got this time. So, nice. um, it's still it's still fun. It's still the first game had some bumps and and bruises uh, along its way, and some weird bugs sometimes and stuff too. So like, uh. The, unfortunately that feels like there's more in this mm. game than i at least the ones that i came across that's the uh, so 
but yeah, I got more of what I loved about the first game, which is really all I was asking for in the first place. So I'm not too upset about it. Um, I love these. I love these stories that get to be told in their own in their own medium in a nice way that like just works well. I was talking about TV shows earlier and like just the pacing of this game makes it feel like it's kind of a TV show at some points, a little predictable sometimes, mm-hmm. but still fun. Uh, and so, and them using all the face maps for these characters from, from the actual actors. I am always like, what, what is the, what is that going to mean? Uh, come big, you know, Mandalorian crossover that they're building towards and stuff or who knows you could have, depending on what they decide to do, you could have Cameron right. and just show up in this thing and it wouldn't feel weird. Cause he, uh, He's he is the character. Yeah. So um I'm pretty down if they decided to do that, honestly. So mm. I just don't know how they would explain his lightsaber in uh in the uh, actual live action canon. Because <laughs> just being a vi- being a video game weird mechanical that's the most sci-fi thing about this franchise is his lightsaber can be four different versions of lightsabers at the same time. Yes. And we've, not, we've never seen anyone's do something like that. And it doesn't really make sense, honestly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, I mean, but also it's sci-fi. So like it kind of, it can be explained at any point if they want to. So the fact that he could do all of this stuff with it, like it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, do you recommend everyone to check it out or would you tell people yeah. to wait to if you like this kind of game if you like this open world action art adventure it's basically this game and zelda coming out within two weeks of each other and one will be talked about for months and the other one will be has a great time yeah aka star wars yeah but the uh, no it's okay it's not bad it's just gonna gonna get overshadowed overshadowed (laughs) gonna Uh, forget all about it like once zelda drops Every game after is going to be fighting for attention. It's like, come on, y'all. That's one reason why I wanted to get the story out of the way yeah, uh, before the week. Because I was like, eh, I'm going to have Zelda. Let me not be dragging my foot on this game. I'm prepared to yeah, have to watch Min do it all next week because it's his birthday. So I'm, I'm going to get it for his birthday. Oh, day after before. I was like, that's my gift to you. Use it for like three months. Make it work. (laughs) Also, if you're listening, folk, I think Nintendo's still doing those, what, $100 vouchers? You get two games with the the voucher? But you got to be a member. You have to be a member, yeah. Which, if you think about it, most of these Nintendo games are like 60 bucks a pop. So Mm -hmm. you spend a hundred bucks to get two of them. These are two like premium games. It's a pretty good deal. This Tears of the Kingdom is seventy dollars. So hey. getting it for fifty dollars is you even get Tears of the Kingdom and did, maybe a Mario game. It. So hey, right. Yep. Also, they have a um uh Tears of the Kingdom a Nintendo Switch edition because I'm gonna get it soon. It's so pretty. Why are you shaking your head? No, what? it's so pretty. I don't ever fall for any of those uh, specialized <laughs> it's consoles. Anyway, it's pretty. If you wait, like pretty wait. switches, order the specialized wait, um, console for the specialized game. Like I already have the console. Why would I buy the specialized edition? <laughs> I don't of all these have things? the console, so I'm like, console. this is the perfect time for me to have a nice decal. Right. Wait, um, do we know how long this game is compared to the the first, the, the other one, the, the last uh, Survivor? One? No, the uh, not Star Tears Star Wars. Um, the the other one that we were talking Tears about. Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. 
Um, it's probably going to be around the same length, okay. which is like hundreds of hours if you decide to. <laughs> he said but, hundreds of hours. There's not. I mean, there was, and we'll definitely play it. There is it. Let's see. We <laughs> can expect it could take thirty-five to fifty hours to beat the main story. You're looking at a hundred plus hours if you combine side quests, collectibles, and literally yeah, everything for, else. It, Breath of the Wild was huge. Yeah. There's no way they're not just making that game again. Like it's they, Zelda, <laughs> Zelda doesn't do this often, but it does. It does mimic its style, its own style of the previous game as much as it mm. can. And Ocarina of Time: Majora's Mask was a good example of what they're doing now, which is like they built an engine for Ocarina of Time, and they just used the same engine to make Majora's Mask, mm. and it worked really well. They're doing this again, and it looks great. I don't know. Plus Minecraft. So, yeah, I was watching gameplay today of um, someone had like a preview. It was like 30 minutes of just gameplay and they're showing the new features that Link can do in the game. And it's a very busy game, but I'm sure if like if you know how to move around in Breath of the Wild, you're fine with it. But for me, it's like it's a lot of buttons that they were pushing for him to like shoot an arrow with food to an to like a creature so that he's distracted but then you also attach something else to your arrow to like blow up something to cause something like it was a lot happening but i think they were just showing the different things you can attach to your weapon and then him upgrading his stick to like a weapon he can attach different like spearheads and stuff and they get different types of weapons which i thought was really cool um and him building like a little hot air balloon raft i saw like it was really weird, but I was yeah, like, that's yeah. oddly interesting. Um, so I am looking forward to just hearing y'all's reviews. Um, I'm saving my playtime in June when uh, Final Fantasy 16 comes out. That's going to be my big game review where I'm going to be like, I played for 60 hours straight and I got mm-hmm. something to tell y'all. So looking forward to hearing what y'all have to say. <laughs> Will be fun. Um, where do we want to go to next? Do you want to wrap things uh, up Guardian. with cancellation? Or, did we already do that? Wait, did we? Guardians? No. Guardians are right or strike. You know, if do we are we gonna do both? Are we uh or the right or strike? That's what we're talking about. We can do the right strike. It's the right um, strike. I wanna say it happened on May second. Like it was midnight at May <clears throat> sorry. Uh midnight on May second, which was a Tuesday when it was officially announced that all writers in Hollywood were going on strike um, for obvious reasons as far as the rights and uh, how they're being paid and treated. Um, but with how it happened about, what, around 15 years ago, um, a lot of news articles are coming out saying <clears throat> this might be one of the biggest writer strikes in history, knowing that the last one lasted, like, what, like nine months? This possibly... Is it really three- nine months? It was three months. It was oh. just three months? Dang, it felt like nine months. Um, but hey, they're saying that this strike could surpass that. And in that, that is Hollywood losing $2 billion or more in that. So um, it's it's like, for me, seeing it on social media, I follow a lot of writers and producers and people who work behind the scenes. All of them are out and about with their signs and uh, uh, protesting and everything in the streets. Um, but as far as like the big corporate companies, and it's mostly the streaming companies, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, et cetera, et cetera, who are not really showing any, 
Let us try any um, like plan of what how to handle this. It seems like they know what's going on, but it seems like they might just have a backup plan to work around this, knowing how it happened before. What are some of your guys' thoughts on this? What pay um, them? Sorry, go ahead. Of Ray. course. I was gonna say if we the two biggest things that the writers are asking for, uh, I've that I've understood is like first one boils down to just more money stuff on stream. They want better streaming understanding mm-hmm. and how that how they get paid for different scripts and how mm-hmm. for their things and stuff like that. Um, and I think I keep hearing that they want to like make rules about AI where AI generated mm-hmm. scripts are not considered like scripts basically mm-hmm. or whatever the literary literary <clears throat> literary material I can't remember yeah. the exact word I it wrong but like yes. yeah it's regular use of artificial intelligence on MBA covered projects AI can't write or rewrite literary material can't be used as source material and MBA cover material cannot be used to train AI. That was a proposal and this was rejected. And that's, that part is funny. And, and like I, the way I keep looking at this writer strike, I think it's, I do, I agree with the prediction that it's going to be longer than three months, um, which is going to hurt sadly a bunch of writers, but uh they're gonna try to stick it out because they have probably more money than they did last time because piracy has been less of a problem for them the past couple of years so and that other writer strike i would bet private piracy would have pushed that to be shorter than it would have been maybe at the time because they were just making less money probably at the time uh and so and then they also have this AI thing, and they're gonna try. They're gonna try and make some bad shows using AI, mm-hmm. and people are just not gonna like them. Uh, and one of them will hit, and because you know you throw enough darts at a board, one of them hits the target, mm-hmm. right. and uh, and that's about it. And so then you know they'll give in sooner or later. But it's gonna be sad to just see how long that takes, and then how long that means we have bad television and mm-hmm. <laughs> movies until that happens. More reality shows, <laughs> Marlon's favorite. Hey, it's True. easy to shoot and I got to do it. But no, I think, yeah, I think um, this was something that a lot of writers are talking about. I, I'm, I, this is one of the things where I was kind of glad, like I, I follow a couple of folks from college humor because I just happened to like them college humor. One of them was Adam Conover. Uh, and I think for a Ooh. while he had been posting like videos saying, Hey, a writer strike is coming and i think he also was involved uh and i think drafting some stuff for the union and i think on may 1st he posted a pretty great document saying hey just so people don't sell you fake news here is what we asked for and here's what they said and so like Ray said like there's one thing about ai um another big thing that they're talking about of course is streaming um because when you put something on tv there is a different compensation plan that doesn't exist for streaming and Mm -hmm. they're like hey they're really pushing us to do a lot of streaming shows because it saves them money and you know they are able to like get more out of us and so they wanted to find some ways to like have like minimums like hey you know if there's like a streaming service show we're doing 
we should get more money based on that. So I think like one of them was like high budget mm-hmm. programs made for um, ad supported free streaming services uh, that get, you know, TV weeklies and script fees. We want to get some of those like residuals back. And they're like, and I think one thing is crazy that he posted what their response was, which is like rejected our proposal, refused to make a counter. They put something in here for pension and health plans. They rejected our proposal, refused to make a counter. So there's a lot of these they asked for like minimums and payments. And a lot of these are stated they either outright rejected or refuse to make a counter. And there's also a couple of these that are really messed up where they'll reject the proposal, but they're like, oh, we countered, they countered by offering to give us annual meetings to discuss advancement in technology. And if that is the most bureaucratic, <laughs> capitalistic thing I've ever heard, it's like, no, no, no. Listen, I hear what you're asking for. Let's just kick that down the line and double back and talk about that later. Is this what that is? It's like, ooh. Let's talk about it in a year. Yeah, let's talk about it at our yearly review. And like, that literally is like, ooh, you want me to do that? Mm, I don't know if I want to do that or not. I forgot. I have no time. Exactly. And so, yeah. like, a lot of writers are doing a great job of like, shining spotlight on this and i think adam conover also was on cnn where he called out cnn as like hey listen even the head of your channel gets paid more than y'all do and you don't have a contract that's gonna make that's gonna give you those kind of like marketing things back we're we're still fighting for all these things i think tonight they're uh picketing the mtv movie uh the mtv awards tonight i think is what was one of the plans so they're going to be at the mtv awards picketing and boycotting that uh and they've been really uh transparent they've been calling out people who've been not helping uh they've been calling out people who uh have been avoiding them there were a couple of celebrities who have stepped up and gone to protest side by side with them because it's like yo we're actors or writers it kind of makes sense that we're all of this together at the same time. Um, but yeah, it definitely is going to be an interesting time. I know we talked about how they, you know, they were, the, the last time this happened was from like November 5th, 2007 to February 12th, 2008. Um, it looks like there's a lot to be discussed because things have, you know, gone up technology wise by a lot. So I, like Ray mm-hmm. said, I don't think this is going to be wrapped up in three months or, or however long it was. This might be a much longer thing. And I know that currently, like some of the fallout or some of the results of that, of the strike now is that Stranger Things, their fifth season is going to be delayed. Um, I know that Blade is shutting down pre-production until this is handled. Uh, Maya Rudolph has a show called Loot on Apple. That's being mm-hmm. pushed off. Saturday Night Live and the Late Night Talk shows have gone dark because predominantly all their staff are writers. So we're going to get a lot of shows that just aren't going to be out and about. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And Ray, I think you were telling us about a friend of yours who said like at a certain point in time, we'll start noticing things. Did you kind of have like a prediction of like how long it'll be before we start noticing stuff? Uh, it won't be right away. Like there's still hope for like Ahsoka and some of these things that were in post-production when this writer strike ended uh, or like kicked off, like all of these things that were the Marvels should be fine. And that should still come out on time. Like um, some of these secret invasion will still come out fine. And like, just all of these things that like in the next six months, all the stuff that's coming out, like that'll be fine. Cause most of that was done filming or done writing at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, it'll be like six months till we like really start to notice it. But then depending on how long it is, I would bet, you know, add 
add three months to whoever or how long it is, and that's how long we're going to be watching how bad shit is until it, you know, finally, like, we get on the other end of how productions work. Mm-hmm. So uh, get ready for July 2024, that's for sure. Because that's <gasps> the stuff. Once 2024 starts, it's not going to be... Uh, Geek Force is going to be mostly a uh, video, uh, video game, game anime uh, show. <laughs> oh no, we're going to have fun. T- that's the other thing. Purely reality that keeps, TVs. That's a lot. The, the last thing, that, we're talking about reality TVs, international shows. Mm. That's the stuff that we're about to see a big rise in too, yes. post six months from now, because it's just the Writers Guild of America that's on mm-hmm. strike. So mm. all of these shows that are being aired, and mm. this is actually South Korea's like, South Korea is real excited about this yes. right strike. They're secretly. taking over Netflix. Get us okay. in there. Get us in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's the that's the thing I wanted to say for, that I almost forgot was we're about to see a huge boost in international things come twenty twenty four. Also, which I, not bad. Like I, I'm okay with that part of this. Uh, it just is unfortunate that come at the point of like literal producer read mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is the reason why some of the stuff is about to happen is because they don't even want to have real conversations about some of these things yeah. uh, which is really lazy and really i mean greedy. it's surprising because it cost them uh, around so, two billion dollars from last time and that was just probably. three months that, part. that was two billion in three, three months. months and it's like you I want to avoid that, right? You're like, no, nah, which see is what nearly three billion in 2023 money. So it's like, if it's going to be longer than three months, and three billions around just like the three month period, like you rather you rather just throw that money out the window than to actually pay these people who are the ones making your shows. Hey, like, I mean. We're going to see what happens. I think Ray has a point. I think they definitely will will look to overseas writers. And I think what's important to realize, though, is that that then puts the pressure on actors, where it's like, are we going to work with these people and essentially be scabs? Because the WGA has said in their statement, if you are caught from putting out new content during a strike, you will your membership with us is null and void and we will also never accept you in the WGA. So I did, but I didn't mean completely that I just meant like these international productions mm. and I, I didn't, I didn't completely mean bringing international writers to write oh. shows with American actors. I meant inter, like just stuff like squid game and the Korean dramas and like all the stuff parasite and all of these things, all these produce productions that are happening in South Korea, more of those things are going to get, uh, dubbed to come out in America also and stuff like that because they it's good stuff that people like and they're just once they're dry, running dry on some of this AI stuff and be like ah, we can make some money off of off of some of these things for a little while too producing uh, international and that includes hey, international we'll reality shows on top of that also sure. true. yeah but I think we'll see I think we'll see I think we I I definitely want to count out that they might try something like that like I, I, I can't yeah, try I see that. I like. Right, and I, I don't think it was completely wrong. I think it's less less likely. We're not going to see it as much, but uh, I think it'll probably happen. Somebody will try it at least, whether it co- reaches Especially, our TV screens or not. Somebody's going to try it. Yeah, like their UK their UK contacts. Like a lot of writers are from the UK, so some of them are like, "Oh, we are fine. We're bypassing that." But it's a question of Are you going to be a scab or the not? WGA like is that like only for Americans or is that anyone working in Hollywood? That's Let's my be question. clear. Like Hollywood, I mean, 
America definitely has a lot of pull when it comes to media. And so I, even though there are British and UK writers, I think it would probably, and they probably know, it would behoove us to not get involved in this. Because if we were to mm-hmm. get involved, like a lot of our American contacts either are writers or no writers or have some kind of loyalty to the WGA, which I think is what lends them to be so strong of a union because there's so much mm-hmm. buy-in. Like, I think without the buy-in, it wouldn't be as sure, but because there's so much buy-in from actors uh, and like that whole media, it's like, great, we kind of don't want to like overextend ourselves and not be invited to this party. You know, we want to be able to like have our UK artists, you know, jump across the pond and start doing American shows too to grow that audience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be a very interesting time to see what reality TV shows come out, what shows that were just like finished at like the finish line are going to come out, if they're going to like space them out far enough to where they feel. I know Netflix might be like, we're going to just like, oh, thank God we got like 800 bullshit shows that we can drop in there. It's going to, it's going to give us enough time to figure out this writer's strike until it comes time. We can, we can run that clock as long as we can. Let's, let's start redoing. You know what? Let's, let's redo Cowboy Bebop. We had, we uh, shot season two and we're going to put it out, but let's just put it out now. <laughs> I mean, that's, what's funny is stuff like that, that, that was already, that's, that's why we get bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause uh, let's say they only wrote, I don't know, first draft, and there's some contract that says, like, just because they wrote the first draft of season two doesn't mean they can't use it. Mm-hmm. And so they go reach in the closet and go grab, like, go dust off that first draft of season two, Cowboy Bebop. We, can, we can produce that. Uh, and it, it, I watch it just be bad. And some people need money. The producers and not producers, the actors and the cameramen and the crew members, like they are yeah. all in solidarity with the writers, I'm sure, but they also got paychecks yeah. and their their unions aren't on strike. So like uh does everybody go on strike when they when they dust off those kind of scripts or does do you still produce something bad like X Men right. Origins Wolverine? Ooh, um, stuff like that. So or heroes yeah. season two. Or heroes. I was or like, yeah, heroes season two. Or you get uh, the one that I didn't realize. Uh, t- Transformers. Uh, that third Transformers. Dark Side movie, of the Moon. I think. Something like oh that. my god. I think so. Oh, you mean the one where that was a writer strike? That was the one that felt like a full fever dream. Just what if it's like someone it did. like it's like someone did a Mad Lib. What if Autobots were the Knights of the Round Table and there was a dragon? It's like wait, what? It's like. <laughs> Shoot it! Shoot it now! That's making into the film. Get Sir Anthony Jeez. Hopkins to play. I didn't. I didn't realize how many people until recently watching Double Toasted how they uh, they have they have like kind of thrown the writer strike as the thrown that movie under the bus. It's like yeah, that movie was bad because of the writer strike. And like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the director for that, Michael. Yeah, Bay. Michael Bay. There it is. Uh, yeah, literally. Uh, he. Uh, I, I guess somewhere he has said something about like. He didn't have enough of a script, so there's just parts in the movie where he just filled it in with with explosions and, and stuff. <laughs> that movie. And I was just like, Why "There's no way that's there's no way that's surprise. real." But if that's <laughs> real, I am not surprised. Yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> uh, surprised that man uh, is a menace. So, Jesus, uh, I mean, who needs a script when you got explosions? <laughs> 
boom, 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 boom. I mean, but also, what else were they going to do? I guess. I mean, I don't. It's a terrible script. Job. It was a terrible script, but they. I, I, There's a lot of bad so, movies during that time period. Someone had to pay for a boat, so that's definitely what what that was about. Someone had to pay for a boat. Like, yo, this this yacht I'm just got money. I got, uh, I'm glad Abbott Elementary was on the good side oh, of this. They finished up. Yeah. Uh, yes. That could just that could just not come out for a while mm-hmm. and and like miss a year and come back and 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 watch them come back and they say you know the teacher we don't really pay attention to so we don't really pay attention much to the philadelphia school district but the teachers went on strike and like that's why they were gone for a while and they come back with that Right. So, uh, so uh, that would be funny. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. That would oh. be a good time. If that's what they do. I I did read on Twitter um, another big movie, like a huge movie that got affected during the 2007 writer strike was. Do you guys remember the second James Daniel Craig James Bond movie, The Quantum? Yes, Quantum of Solace. I heard that about that movie, too. So that to me is another favorite dream. One. You remember amazing action scenes, but do you even remember what the <laughs> the plot was even about? Wait, which one was it called? Quantum of Solace? The Quantum of Solace. I don't that remember much about those movies. Severely messed up with the strike. It's yeah. like action scenes, but then what's really going on? Like dialogues? I don't remember because that's I, all I remember. I don't think anything happened. Uh, <laughs> that it's, it's actually... It's good. Uh, Bond, the Bond franchise with Daniel Craig had four movies or five movies? I think four. he had four. Uh, one, two, three. I think he, he had, had four, and mm-hmm. if you just erase Quantum of Solace, he did have a trilogy. Hey, yeah, <laughs> <a> trilogy. <laughs> I lied. It is five. It is five. It is five. No okay, five? Sector, Casino Royale, Skyfall, Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. I keep forgetting about that one. And Spectre. No, it was Spectre. I forgot. Um, I think he was James Bond Spectre. for that long. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he got five minutes. Damn, all right. That's why he was not a lot of stuff. He was chilling on the checks. <laughs> James yeah. Bond checks, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, it definitely is going to be really interesting to watch, uh, you know, stuff happen to see what's going to be before it. I think there's a lot of folks who are thinking that because writers aren't going to be working, they're like, yo, like we just got to hold out until they need money. I think was the one, uh, just someone was saying of like, cool. Like I think right now they're banking on, well, it's expensive mm-hmm. to live here in California. How long can they go without a paycheck, or how wow. much money have they saved up? So is, is I think like the capitalist so mindset around like we don't have to, you know, outlast them. We have to outlast their bank accounts. Like at some point they're gonna need a check, and then then they can come back to us and like great. Let's now let's let's talk money now that we're back at the table. But there are a lot of writers who I think are communicating, and I think the goal right now is to do something very much like around c- community. Like, how can we come together to financially and structurally support each other because we know we're not going to get income or we'll probably start doing a lot more stand-up shows or a lot smaller things to go to get by, but nothing TV-wise. So there's going to be a lot of things moving forward to, like, adjust this. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. We'll see how long the studios want to play this game and how much content they have saved up that's going to get them some money or not. And it's uh, it's uh, it makes me feel like uh, uh, I don't know the 20, 2024 is the 
time period were they how much how soon should we be are also striking as uh tv watchers and Ooh, being in solidarity with them too that's but, fair and movie watchers and just not going to the movies and not going we to TV. i mean i've already been doing now. that <laughs> i mean fair. uh because but like anime. streaming <laughs> services no no i think that's and, a good point Raymond. like at what point are we as consumers gonna be asked hey Stop streaming Apple and Netflix for a month. Yeah, just cancel everything. Like, hey, if y'all cancel for a month, that could help us. And I think if, yeah, if cool. I think if writers if writers were to say to consumers, just cancel everything for a month or two, I'd be down to do it. Like, I have a backlog yeah. of graphic novels I haven't written books, so I can be like, yo, I got a ton mm-hmm. of time that I can get into that. So I do think that there is a wide enough audience to do it. Um, it might not be a big net but it will be i think a big enough poll to be like hey there are people here who are on our side that it definitely is moving things down a fraction of a percentage or even bigger than that so we should probably consider the weight of this i'll be down i i i wonder if that's something that's in discussion that they're trying to figure out like when to do that or to mm. launch that as far as they do know that the production companies are working against them hoping that they will stop because of money but the one thing they do have on their side is that community. And if they can reach out to us listeners and viewers, you know, we're the ones that going to make the big dent and actually make the producers or the, yeah, the production company set up a little bit because like you saw how Netflix was struggling with just the past two years with just their customers. Hmm. How you're going to, how's Netflix going to handle when the customers fight back and they don't have writers. That's true. Yeah, that's Netflix, the kind of chaos I like to they see. They are on the fence. They had that passport debacle yeah, that they backed off. Now they're going forward with. So they're out of anyone oh. very volatile of like, <laughs> you're me more we could get in trouble. <laughs> okay. I think Netflix <laughs> might cave first. So people are like, hey, we're going to cancel. Like, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What if we give the writers actual money? Because right now we don't want to do that to us. It's kind of hot over right. here right now. I, Based on what I read, it seemed like they actually were benefiting from these new rules that they that they were creating like when they first did it overseas that i read that they made more money doing that for whatever reason doing so. the password thing mm-hmm. well yeah because you had to pay for it yeah i know but they didn't see like a they weren't hurt by that is what i'm saying mm. so i believe it so, oh so i'm, I'm sure say, they weren't so hurt if, by it at all yeah yeah they gained stuff through that so i i feel like they will find a way to finagle support for revenue somehow Mm. okay well stay strong you guys we are all in support of the writers and we're hey we're down to do what we need to do we can definitely make this just be a book club if we had to you know so um hell yeah you guys if y'all haven't read if you want to get a book recommendation right now i'd recommend the book uh scythe it's a great book scythe yeah scythe it's uh s-y-c-t-h-e uh, it's a really awesome book. I believe it's by um, Neil Schusterman. Can you put in the chat? Yeah, sure. If you want to read a book, it's called uh, Scythe or The Ark of the Scythe. It's really great. I'll put it in the chat. But yeah, that's a book everyone should be reading or can read if they like to. Aww. I'm reading the, the Three Body Problem book because my manager at the company I used to work at definitely was like read this and it's if you like sci-fi and you like uh like high uh 
like detective drama mixed together. There, that's the oh, and if you like aliens too, because you know how I feel about aliens and robots. So it's up my you alley. try to bury the lead. Um, surprisingly, though, uh, the book is in uh, ad- adaptation stage to become a Netflix show, which to <laughs> me, to <continue. laughs> so I nice highly recommend reading the book. On that. Right, hi- it has the little thing on the book <laughs> saying this will be a Netflix show soon. Hey, oh, let's God. just skip that. Just read the book. <laughs> so you might never same. get it. <laughs> you might never get that show, but hey, you, you might never book. see the show. <laughs> just warning. Um, anything else you want to add on the docket today? Got nothing. Okay. Well, thanks you guys for coming together and talking about all the wonderful things that we talked about today. Listeners, thank you for making our show your show of the day. Don't forget to check out our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and GeekForcePodcast.com. With that being said, stay safe, have fun. This episode of Queston Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.